Welcome everyone to Need I Say More, episode 51. I am one of your hosts, Giuseppe, joined by my co-host with the most, Terrence. Yes, sir. Back like we never left. For those of you who don't know, since you would know, we recorded a couple episodes early. Now it's been weeks since we last recorded, and I, I'm feeling good, Terrence. How about you? Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm recovering, you know. <laughs> this is Terrence's <laughs> flu game, by the way. Yeah, for those of you, you Terrence literally you has the flu. <laughs> can't tell by my tone and voice and everything like that um definitely called the flu it's not covid tested um which you know i got a bone to pick with the state of everything right now it's the state just, of the country just U- U- u.s in general like i don't understand how every cvs walgreen rite aid Dwayne reed is sold out of at home uh covid tests because everyone's panicking right now, bro. I it mean, is, it is ridiculous, dude. Listen, dear. so, so I went to Florida. Joe, hold on, wait, Joe, huh. wait, hold on, huh. wait, because yeah, I went, I went everywhere, like, I went it's everywhere, and and I'm somebody that you know, I feel sick, and obviously, I'm nervous. You know, the lines are fucking around the corner everywhere, the, the drive throughs, you know, you're basically running out of all your gas waiting to get tested. I just want to add home COVID test and he can't get it anywhere. And then all of a sudden Biden says, okay, well, we're going to send everybody COVID, right? I think that was an announcement. He's like, we're going to send uh, something like that. Yeah. We're going to send you COVID tests. Make a bunch of money right? on that. And it's just like, hold on, wait, shouldn't this just been a thing regardless? Shouldn't I just been able to walk into anywhere and not have to buy? It's It's $17 for me to test at home. To buy an at-home COVID test, Joe, it is $17. You would think that this country says, you know what? Let's give everyone a free COVID test to make sure that they are okay. Yeah, but but I think we I think the idea initially was the vaccines would help. And I think earlier in the year, like April, May, when cases were fucking like barely happening, I think we were like, okay, so maybe we're getting out of this. And then when it started to spike and then the Omicron came out, I think they were like, all right, we got to recalibrate and come up with this. Because, dude, me and you, you, you even said on the show, remember, I was doing the uh, days, uh, COVID, the oh, pandemic COVID days, day. yeah, pandemic yeah. day number. And you were like, man, don't worry about that. It's over. We're not in this pandemic. And I was like, we're still in the pandemic. And then everyone mm. thought like we were kind of getting out of it. And then it just, we weren't, you know what I mean? Then yeah. so I think the White House was like, all right, we need to like, figure something out and that was like the plan it's just and you know how these things take forever it, it would be great yeah, if they could I mean, do it look, immediately but it takes months to play of course things. and you focus too much on vaccine 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 right you focus mm. so much on what we thought was going to be the cure vaccine. we thought that was going to that was literally the cure we thought it was going to fix it right after that it was oh the people that are not vaccinated we got to focus on them but we stopped focusing on the fact that things change things mutate things adapt we're no, human. I think it's, but I think it, at the White House and everything, the government, they reacted as things changed. Every action has a reaction, right? Like everything was, we had vaccines, cases went down. They were like, sweet. Case started to go back up. They were like, we now we need to change. We need to now do something different. And again, these things unfortunately take like months. Like they probably decided to change things back in like September, but it takes fucking three, four months to come through. It's, it's insane. I just... We I don't think it's the country. I don't think it's the government's problem. I think it's just no, no, no. As, people are panicking as, and buying these cases. As, yeah, about as a whole, though, I think we should be better about how we like things like the COVID test. 
I don't think it should be seventeen dollars to test for COVID. And then if I don't want to pay the seventeen dollars, I gotta wait in a two hour line. Like what's it, so what's so funny, man, for months I've been seeing crazy. these these COVID like little pop-ups in these vans, and there's never anyone on them. And I was always like, every once in a while, I was like, I guess I just pop in a little quick and get tested while I'm here, you know? Like, why not? Right? Like it's you know, maybe just to see if just why not? So like, yeah, for like fine. three months, right? Yeah, for, for, dude, yeah, more than yeah. for like the last year, I've been seeing these things, mm-hmm. and now they have lines literally around the block. So, I, is it just people? Are people just so nervous they're getting tested just to see if no, they have they, it? No, I think it, I think people know that they're being fucking idiots, and they know oh. that they're not wearing masks and they're not, you know. Oh, and they're like, I went out partying the last right, week, exactly. So now, mm-hmm. so now. It's the whole, you know, oh, I had unprotected sex. So now let me go to the right. doctor and make sure I'm good. That's it's not a bad call, Terrence. Honestly, that's, it's actually not a bad call. It might that's be what, it what is. this that's what's happening. It's like, oh no, you didn't you should have put a condom on before, but because you wanted to do it plan without B. a condom, yeah, you should now now you want to go and get your plan B pill. And I now know. you want to go, you're like, Oh my God, I feel something tingling when I pee. Let me take your time. <laughs> Now you want to go do that. It's like, no, maybe that's what I, it is, man. Come on, man. Honestly, I, I was wondering like why the like, I obviously the, the a lot of cases, but I was like, why are so many people try going to get these testings? I think you're more likely to get it on that line than at home. They're like, oh, like, sure. like, are you, sh- do you think you have it? Cause if you don't, then I don't know why you went on that line. You're probably going to get it mm-hmm. waiting on that line from someone who does have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Terrence, I, I don't want to start the show off on a day. This is our first show of the new year. I don't want to bring it sort of on a downer. Um, I do, though, Terrence, have to tell you something. I am planning on sabotaging you and Corey's relationship. Uh, I don't see how that could happen, but I'm open. It's, um, I'm, I'm working on it, but I, I got to do it because I was thinking about it. Me and you have talked about this for years that you, your and I lives are always have these weird parallels, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes well, I'll say I did something, you did the exact same random thing. You know, other times for some weird way, every time I'm in a relationship, Terrence is single. Every time I'm single, mm-hmm. Terrence is in a relationship. And it, it's constantly this weird flux. But the thing is, is that you're now planning on getting married. And I have been single for the last fucking two years. So I think yeah. you are actually the problem. See, the, the, the balance is off. <laughs> so the plan is to sabotage you guys. Boom. I'll, I'll, I'll get a girlfriend and move on. So just be aware. Just Well, don't be aware, actually, because if you're aware, you might stop it. But that might happen. I don't know what it'll be. Maybe I'll just send some... I'll, I'll deep fake some videos of you or her or something. We'll see. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Terrence, anyway, before we, we, we get out of hand with more sabotage and the world coming to an end, let's do our patented Black Excellence shout out of the week. Subdued black excellent shout out. Gave you a little extra on that one tonight. <laughs> you sound your voice, it almost sounds like you're doing like sexy voice though. Like around like yeah, the, I, the I late night I, radio, and you're like, well, this is cool. I'm not trying. This one goes out to all the ladies out there. I swear I'm not trying. Uh, but our black excellent shout out of the week for the start of 2022 goes out to the lovely Issa Ray, um, whose Issa first Ray. name I currently Joe Issa. Now Joe Issa. Oh, Joe Issa Ray Jop. Jop. Diop. Probably, it's Diop. Probably I Jop. imagine. It's probably, yeah. It's probably. But I do it. Diop. I think is the how I would say it. I don't know if there's like a. Where's yeah. she from? Uh, 
LA. Mm-hmm. I don't know where her background is. is yeah. Um. Anyway, more more so. Um. So while I was sick, obviously, you know, when you're sick, you kind of just watch TV and whatever, like on and shit like that. So I had a chance to catch up with um Insecure, and it was their final season and everything. How was and, that show? Um. So let me get into it. It's pretty damn good. Should like, I watch it? I I think you would enjoy it. Okay. I think I think it's a it's a intellectual dramedy. Okay, you know? I think I've seen like one episode when I was at a friend's house. I thought it was actually all right. It's an intellectual dramedy, and it got better as the seasons went on. But what I'm most impressed with <sighs> is what I'm most impressed with is when people know when to end the show. Right. Most people never do. They just keep going until people hit no, it. Right. Some people don't know when to end. Like it's why the sh- it's why the line from the Dark Knight is the most true this line is, ever um, written. You either live, you either die the hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become see yourself the villain. Become the villain. Every TV show is that. You either stop when you're great and people are like, "Oh no," but we love the show, or you keep going. And people are like, like The Office, where we're like, "We hate you. Please end the show. No one's watching." <laughs> so this is um five seasons. The show Insecure was uh, five seasons, and I watched. I just watched the season finale or whatever. They're short. Um, a couple seasons, day, right? Couple of days ago, yeah, yeah, thirty minute episodes. Thirty minute so episodes. Had like what five or like ten in a season, ten episodes. Right. So you know, not a lot going on, right? And it, mm. it won't take you that long to get through the all all of the five seasons, you know, with them being thirty minutes. So yeah, it's I only, watched it. It's like forty four episodes total. I mean. You can- Exactly. It doesn't Netflix has seasons longer than that. Um but when I watched it and it was the last episode, I was like, you know what? They got a they did a good job ending it where it needed to be end ended. And the shout out goes out to Isha because not only, you know, does she got that going on with the finale of Insecure happening, but this conception of Insecure started out from her YouTube where she started um, Awkward Black Girl, which was a YouTube web series that she did starting in 2011. And that's where kind of like she kind of created these characters for her show and everything like that, you know, which is really cool and kind of brought me back to the fact of people always want to, people think that success comes like kind of like immediately. You're talking about somebody Mm -hmm. that was doing something for free for years and freaking on YouTube, who then got um, kind of discovered by Pharrell, and then Pharrell added him, added her show to his YouTube. Pharrell's uh, four thousand years old, right? Uh, Pharrell's Pharrell's a vampire. Um, <laughs> who added her to his YouTube channel, which obviously gives her more, you know, um, clout, and then she gets to deal with HBO. Not only does she get to deal with HBO, but I believe she, you know, uh, got the deal with, I, what studio is it, Joe? You probably might know this. Warner better. Brothers? She has a first look deal. Oh, uh, we talked about this. That's right. Yeah, she has, she has a first look deal with a big studio. I think it's um, probably Warner Brothers because they own HBO. So if I had to guess. Okay. But that's a, that's a huge deal for somebody that literally went from YouTube and one show. One yeah. show in YouTube, and now she has a first look deal. With, She's huge with a huge studio, you know. And what I love, yeah, it's Warner. Warner, Warner to the it's Warner. Okay, it's five, five year film and television deal with Warner. 
that's a that's beautiful Warner who's like it was one of the big uh the big six Warner by the way. owns everything yeah, yeah they're owns. one of the biggest <laughs> yeah so there's, there's there's i think it's is it six big six there's six major studios who make virtually everything you watch comes out of them in mm-hmm. some capacity mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is one of them Warner Media exactly. who owns Warner Brothers exactly so. so she'll be on your everything so yeah, just some, yeah something just, with her name on it is going to be you know somewhere yeah, you're, you're going to see her a lot of her exactly but one of the more important things is, is um I watched the uh you know how kind of shows do like a how we created it and the behind the scenes kind of documentary after a show ends and everything like that so I watched that and it was about an hour long. The amount of first time writers that she gave opportunities to, first time directors that she gave opportunities to, first time director of photographies. This show launched is launching a lot of people's careers because she came out of nowhere and gave a lot of people first time opportunities and said, so, oh, you've never directed before? direct this episode so something about that that i want to bring up and i don't want to go back to this too much but something that we we talked about how we didn't like um tyler perry this is one of the reasons that i didn't i specifically i mean not you are too but as a writer i hated about tyler perry and that i really respect about Issa Rae. and this is why tyler perry wrote literally 500 episodes of those two shows he did house of pain and what the other one was um and he wrote every single one by himself. And that was the problem where is it's ridiculous for a lot of reasons, but one of them reasons they're not getting people jobs, whereas Issa Rae, she's giving people opportunities and who knows what they're going to do next. You know, you start writing a show next thing, you know, you sell a screenplay you have, or you pitch another one and get another TV show. Like that's to me, that's really important. You know? So that's why it's a huge deal. There was a girl um, who was from Howard university, never wrote in her life. She was like, Hey, I'm working on something. And right. spoke to Issa, you know, had an opportunity uh, at the college to speak to Issa and say, hey, I'm working on something. It's not finished, blah, blah, blah. I would love to send it to you. Sent her unfinished work. Issa called the girl and she's writing on an episode of Insecure, one of the biggest shows HBO has at the moment. There you go. And then, like, I went back and watched the episode and I'm like, yo, that was a really good episode. And to find out somebody straight out of college that has never done this before is a co-writer on it is a, is a dope thing so yeah. shout out to Issa Rae I love seeing shout people out. give back and and create opportunities and also Issa Rae is quoted for one of the most famous lines in history where they asked her at the Emmys who she was rooting for and she replied I'm rooting for everyone that's black there you go love it there you love go it. also uh, th- did you ever see that short? I can't remember what movie played in front of. It's called Hair Love. It's about a dad trying to like fix his black dad uh, trying to I, fix his. Yeah, yeah, I did. Actually I don't know what. I don't know what yeah, it was in. Yeah. It was in front of some movies. I remember I saw yeah, it. Yeah. This is brilliant. Issa Rae does the voice of like the mother and like apparently the online hair vlogger who's which in it. Um, which you know she didn't really have much oh, to do with specifically, win, but they won a they won the Oscar for best animation. That's Oscar. a brilliant short. I, anyway, it's not important. Um, I don't remember what I saw hair love in front of, but it was in front of a movie I saw and it was very good. Yeah, so that's no, also connected uh, to Israel. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Israel. Uh, shout out to, out to again insecure and people knowing when to end a series or a show. That's what I loved about um. The good place. Um, what's his name who who created it? Mike Schur, who also created Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's a really, really talented uh, writer. 
um, when he was doing the good place, they ended after four seasons, which is not much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only 13 episodes a piece. So it's pretty short. And he was like, I think we've told the story we wanted to tell. And I don't really see the point of, we could keep going forever if you want to. He's like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. we've told the story we want to tell. We want to end it while it's at a good place. It's a, no pun intended. Instead of keeping it going for fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to do, man. Most shows don't do that. They keep going and then people kind of hate it. But so he did. Yeah, absolutely. So um, really quick before we get into our next subject. Yeah. So obviously I haven't been feeling well, right? And right. as you're not feeling well, you kind of wind up just, being on shit and just kind of like you know whatever right but there's um we played him on the show a couple of days ago Tory Lanez right and we talk about how he was doing a 70s music so he did Mm -hmm. a whole 70s music inspired album right this guy is doing something crazy right now with this sound and this whole entire album is called Alone at Prom is dope this song specifically made me feel like I literally got my heart broken. <laughs> like it's called Hurt Heart Hurt from Mark Mercury. Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> it's, called Hurt from, it's called Hurt from Mercury. But it's like listen to the vibe. The feeling that this gives. I'm into this. This is recorded in 2021. Let, let the hook come in. Let the hook come in. Why does it hurt so bad? Why does it hurt so bad? I'm literally laying in my bed with cold sweats, asking myself, Ryan. why does it hurt so bad? <laughs> Meanwhile, your girlfriend's like, what are you mad about? I'm here. <laughs> This is this is great. Um, so added added shout out to Tory Lanez who yeah. did Lanez L A N E Z. Yeah, uh, go me. go check out this album Alone at Prom. It's all seventies music. Only like, only one song is explicit according to this. Is that true? Uh, Lady and Amit. Yeah, but it's super dope. Though. I mean, not Lady. that I have, not have a problem with it. Just... Yeah, we. This was the one that we played. That this is his lead single. Yeah, I'm into this. This is lead single, right? And we was talking about how we like this kind of vibe. Dude, dude after drive, after me, we listened to that. I started listening to that uh, drive soundtrack a bunch, like for the next week. I think this is another one, bro. I think this is another album. Like we're gonna, and he. Oh, this is a. I'm, and I'm, this is not a music podcast, but today he opens the album with this song called. Enchanted Waterfalls, right? It is a hell of a way to open up. Listen to that. Goes right into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go go check that out, people. Go check that out. Um, Tory Lanez, Alone at Prom is the name of the album. Um, definitely, if you're into, like, the 70s retro uh, feel... Um, definitely something 70s, good 80s sort of sense that, of yeah it. yeah definitely something good to listen to for sure you know terrence when i was on the plane on my way back to the promised land of new york there was fortunately both my flights there was i was promised lane i was in the window seat and there was some there was someone in the aisle seat but then there was a seat in between as i was empty 
both ways mm-hmm. I got lucky like that. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's um, beautiful. It was. You I know. That, did you? Did you? Do you think that was on purpose? Well, you know what it is when I the first the flight to Florida was fairly full. Um, I think I just got lucky with that because there wasn't many open seats. On the way back, there was a ton of empty seats. I, I checked beforehand, like the flight, the back of the plane, the last like five rows were empty. I was literally debating just going back there. I was going to ask one of the flight attendants, but one, that this the person who was sitting next to me just like, I don't know if they canceled their flight or they moved because you can move your seats if you want. Um, they can't, before I got in the plane, I checked and it was like, yeah, that's empty seat now. So I was like, maybe I'll just stay. Um Anyway, the, the, it was so weird. This dude who sat next to me, who sat in the aisle, kind of next to me, he was this white dude. He had on this like trucker hat, right? And he sat down, he put his stuff away, and he pulled out a Nicholas Sparks book that he just bought at the airport. Mm-hmm. And you know Nicholas Sparks says he has all of this romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he just course. pulls this out. And he for two straight hours, he just read that book, Terrence. I was like, that is weird. Like he had on headphones too. So like, you thought he'd never anything else to do, but mm-hmm. I was like, what is this guy wearing? Nicholas Sparks. What like a weird, like what a weird thing for this guy to be doing, but there you no. go. Look, if you love the love books, you know, Nicholas yeah. Sparks. The trucker hat threw me guy. off, you know, I felt like that was, <laughs> I'm going to see that. Um, I say, let me see. We, we talked about, trucker hat. <laughs> it was <laughs> that threw me off. I was like, that's a weird combination, but hey, what makes you happy? Okay. Um, you know, I was thinking about Terrence. We said we would love less Tyrese Gibson and more uh, Wesley Snipes, right? Tyrese We're, needs to die. What are you thinking about in movies? What are you thinking about <laughs> in movies? Yeah, we got to specify that. Thanks for, thanks for covering that up. <laughs> Last time you said that. Terrence, what do you think about more Martin Lawrence? Where are we at, Martin Lawrence? Oh, yes. Outside of Absolutely. Bad Boys for Life, we haven't seen him in pretty much the last decade. Absolutely. Um, Martin's been he's been touring though. He's been touring during stand-up comedy. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been touring. I didn't know he did stand up. Yeah, he he was just at Barclays uh last okay, year. Okay. And then okay. um, my brother went to see him in LA. My brother loves Martin. So he the show or he, the guy or both? Like the guy, the guy. He watches all his shows and movies and everything. I mean he doesn't do so, anything anymore. He hasn't like I said, Bad Boys for Life was the only he, thing he's made on his old stuff. All well, his yeah, old I mean, stuff. Yeah, he watches I, all his old stuff. I used to love Martin Lawrence when he was making stuff, man. Um, like freaking Blue Streak. I love Blue Streak, man. Launched Dave Chappelle's uh, career. That, that, you know what's so funny? When when Dave Chappelle started doing Chappelle show, I was like, the dude from Blue Streak? Like, he, to mm-hmm. me, he was like the side character. Mm-hmm. Um, he stole, he stole, he stole the, uh, his moment on screen. Yeah, he did. Definitely did. But that, like Big Mama's House, like those, I loved those movies back in the day, man. Like, they Big were great. Mama's House. Black version oh. of Mrs. Doubtfire is what they first said. I guess it kind of is. This Not is, really. It's only a little bit. Here's the thing, though. Like in, our, in, in the black community, right? It was basically like when somebody would be like, oh, um, Big Mama's House, what is it? And people would say that. It was like, oh, it's the black version of Mrs. Doubtfire. That's, right? Yeah, that's weird. And I mean, you, it, you shouldn't it, do that, but yeah. Then it became its own thing. And it was like, no, it's Martin in Big Mama's House. Like, it's Martin. Martin's doing a movie right. called Ms. Big Mama's House. And it was it was crazy. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I just remember loving that one. Uh, Black Knight even was pretty funny. Obviously, I love the Bad Boys now trilogy. Um, you but like yeah, honestly, I didn't, I didn't. That was one I didn't like. I thought it was all right. The Black Knight's probably. I, mean, I haven't I seen like that movie in a very long time. Office. Right, it's been a really <laughs> long time since I've seen that one. Um, but I remember thinking it was all right. Yeah, Bad, I, I love the Bad Boys too. Bad Boys Two is like still one of the best action movies ever. That movie is. Thin line between love and hate. 
That was like one of his first ones, wasn't it? That was one of his first ones. Great. I never saw it. Never gotta go see that one. It's a still. Great, you think it holds up? No, I think it holds up, bro. It is a great movie on falling in love with the psychotic chick and realizing she's psychotic and trying to get away from her being psychotic, but she's psychotic, so she follows you. She's gonna find you. <laughs> so, so Bad Boys for Life was the first film he did since Big Mama's House, like father, like son, in two thousand eleven. Damn. He did do, uh, he tried to do a show called Partners that only lasted 10 episodes, but in 2014. But that's it. I'm saying. Well, 2014, I guess, was six years between that show and the movie, but it was nine years in between those two movies Big Mama's House and Bad Boys for Life. So glad he's, he's got a few things in in production, though, he's supposed to be working on. So hopefully he Mm. comes back. I like old Martin Lawrence. Um, Yeah, Terrence, I was in, I spent a week in Florida. It was not very fun. Let me tell. Well, no, it was good. There was just some issues with being accepted as who I was because people don't like to accept people who as who they are. Right. Um, and what, what me, do you mean by that? I don't want to get too deep into it. I guess we talked about a lot of this pre-show. I, yeah. I'm a vegan, right? I also don't want kids, which is different. So people, of course, think that weird. And hopefully, my family never listens to this. But there were some members of my family, not all, but some, who were just not happy that I was a vegan. They, it was like not okay. They thought I was like, they didn't want to accept it. I don't know why. I, I mm-hmm. was trying not to really bring it up. And I, I bought my own food, like just to kind of not be in a burden. But mm-hmm. I don't know. People just don't want to accept that. Which I think will probably be a future topic at some point. Just why people, you know, like, they, I feel like a lot of people in this world want to like force everyone in the world to be just like them. As opposed to just accepting that some people do things differently. Well, yeah, I mean, our country was kind of like founded on conformity, right? Like, I don't think it's just the country, it's the world, man. It's what everyone does. It's just like everyone yeah, wants yeah, to the world, forces true. people to be like, hey, this is how I view it. Everyone needs to do this. As opposed to just like, I don't care. Like, Terrence, like, you, you have kids and you want to have more kids. Great. If that makes you happy, man, as my best friend, I want you to do that. It has nothing to do with me as you're not yeah, having but any even kids if with we me. Wasn't, even if we wasn't friends, though, right? Like, it doesn't fucking matter, right? right? It, some random black dude in the world who I don't know if he wants to have kids. Hey, go ahead, bro. It doesn't affect me, you know. Unless the, unless, you know, like, well, I, I don't. It's not. It's not me, you know. Like, I don't want to have kids. I want to be a vegan. That's what I want to do. I didn't say hey, everyone needs to eat vegan while I'm there. No, they eat the same things they always eat. You know, like I don't. Anyway, but something happened that I thought was be interesting. So my mom has been with her boyfriend now for like nine years, right? They've been together for long enough. They have, they own a house together. Obviously the one house I stayed at. Yeah. They've been together for a while. They, my parents have yeah. been divorced for obviously longer than that, but, um, but she's been here with him for a while. That? That's, uh, that's considered, uh, common law. Order. Yeah. Common law marriage, right? Yeah. But common law marriage is only like a couple of States. People think it's like the whole country. It's only like a couple of States. And I don't think Florida's one. Yeah. Yeah. Florida's not one. I don't, I mean, I didn't look it up, but I mean, okay. the point is they live, they live together for years now. They own right, a house exactly. together. Yeah, like yeah. she wants to get married. He's kind of like, you know, he had a bad experience. The first one, obviously. So they're figuring that out. But the point is they're together. Um, yeah. So what, in order, I, I was surprising all my family, right? The point, like I, I told my uncle who lives out there and no one else now. So he could pick me up from the airport, but I, I didn't tell anyone else. I want to surprise my mom, my dad, my sisters. That would be fun. Now, when I got there, all right. My uncle like knocks on the door to my mom's house and he's like, Oh, I think you have a package left over here. She turns. It's me. I surprise her. It's really, it's a great video. It's very sweet. Mm. Um, very, very fun. 
And as we're going in, my mom was like, my mom goes to her boyfriend. She, she goes, oh, hey, did you know about this? And I was like, no, nah, nah, no, like, no one knew. And, and he goes, yeah, I did. And I was like, wait, what? And my uncle goes, oh, yeah, I told him. And I was like, what? And I was like, that's, well, but he, that? he, he didn't say anything, but I was like, that's weird. And afterwards I was like, I, I asked my mom, I was like, you told him? And he's like, well, yeah, just so he knew what was going on. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, Terrence, did I, did I mess up a little bit with, in terms of uh, the, like the, the, I don't know what the right Hierarchy. word is. Like, yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah. the house, my mom, obviously, and, and her boyfriend, her boyfriend's an incredibly nice person. Of course they were mm-hmm. going to let me stay there, but is it like not proper to not notify him of this? It's his as, part. It's, it's his yeah, house too. As, as the man of the house, he should be informed if somebody's going to be staying at his house. they're both living there it's both their house right that's what i mean they they share the house they of course are all both own it in whatever way you own a house together but that's what i mean like i don't and i don't know about the man specifically i mean i think either way i guess if you're staying in someone's house someone should know that yeah i guess it's just to me it's like it's my mother like if it was anyone else it'd be different but my mother and my father like they're my parents, you know, like they Bro, gave birth to me, my right? mother's house right now and just be like, I want to stay here tonight. Like, she's not going to question it. She's not going to tell me no. Like, it's, it's my mother. That's what I mean, right? And so with me, I thought, well, no, it's fine. I'll show up. My mom's going to be... And, 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 and again, they were totally fine with me staying there. They have, you know, they have, like, they have four bedrooms and they live alone. So, um, you know, I, I knew they were going to be fine. But at the same time, I was like, is it a, a bit of almost like a faux pas? Like, I should have gone, hey... Um, I don't, make up a name, Terry. What's a good name to give to my mom's boyfriend? Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. If I was like, hey, Jeremy, I'm going to be staying. I want to surprise my mom. Is it okay? Just just letting you know, is it cool? I mean, of course he's going to say yes, but is that the proper thing to do or am I overthinking it? Uh, it's the proper thing to do. Okay. It, so it, I messed up a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's completely the proper thing to do. Not only just out of respect, but more so right. just so like somebody has a heads up, you know, because I know like, my mother doesn't like to be cut off guard. Like she wants to cook and she wants to make sure that everything is comfortable. Yeah, and I'm same. Don't let her have a, a feeling. But I hate when she does this. She does this thing where she's like, oh, I didn't clean in the house. Yeah, yeah. Freaking spotless. My mom, like, before I left. talking about you didn't so, clean. So for Christmas, there's a bunch of people. My grandmother, my uncle, my sister, her girlfriend, a bunch of people came over. So it was, like, you know, it was at least like 10, mm-hmm. 15 people, whatever it was. And mm. as I was getting ready to leave, that was on Saturday and I left on, on Tuesday. As I was leaving, my mom was like, I can't wait for this weekend. I'm gonna make sure I mop my house is filthy. And I was like, mom, we talked about like how it's spotless. But she's like, oh, there's this. <laughs> she, we don't need like, plates. We can literally eat off the floor. There's a, like, there's a, you know how like you put a rug in front of like your, your stove in front of like your sink and everything. There was like yeah, a tiny that. little speck on one of them. And I was like, are you kidding me, mom? Like, who, who notices that little speck? But like, that's my, that's the way she is. Like, she's like, your mom, like, they need everything to be like they like it is, it's, it's a big crazy. thing to have everything look the way they want to look it's their it's, house it's they take great pride in that it, it's it's really crazy to me but yeah i mean telling jeremy probably would have been the better way to go or yeah. just being like you know i mean i wasn't gonna ask him to pick me up like my uncle no, i feel not. totally fine of course so I, but yeah. more so just because like they live together like yeah your yeah. mother is there but they do live together this is because it's not their space i think there's no hers. I think there's no there's no situation where they'd go well no you can't stay here unless they, they never, you know no matter never. what regardless but right. I guess it is the more like said, polite thing to be like hey uh, you know is it you know I'm gonna surprise my mom letting him know so at least he knows because mm. obviously my mom isn't gonna quit yeah because if it was my mom and my dad that's different my parents were still together me just showing up they're like well 
yeah it is what it you is know? Right. but i guess because it's technically yeah because i didn't think about that and afterwards i was like because my uncle did it and i was like maybe he was yeah. thinking that and i wasn't oh, I, mean, I mean your your uncle you know did what he was supposed to do he covered yeah. for you he did yeah he you did know? so he covered for you yeah so i guess so, uh you learned hey, you know what it is i feel like when we were growing up maybe this seemed like a bigger deal or maybe it was i don't know but there were like specific like things you learn and, and, and they're like things you are and aren't supposed to do right like for instance i remember this is like five or six years ago um a friend of mine uh she was living with her boyfriend at the time and they were living in an apartment here in new york city it wasn't like anything fancy but they were living together and one of the people we worked with who's a friend like kind of invited himself over and she was like oh no and she kind of like made up a reason but later on she was like what is he doing like inviting himself over you're like you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's not proper to invite yourself over to to a Never. woman or a guy's house Never. if they're living with their significant other. If they invite you, hey, come over, you know, just you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's different, but you don't invite yourself over. Like I could, I would invite myself if you live by yourself, Terrence. It'd be whatever, right? Like you're my best friend, but I wouldn't do that to like, uh, you know, if you, you know, it's like Jerry, for instance. If Jerry was like doing that, I wouldn't go. Oh, let me just invite myself over, to Jerry. She's living with her boyfriend. It's like, well. Mm-hmm. That's not proper, right? So there are things like that, like the proper things in different ways that like, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know if I just don't deal with them or if it's just these things are fading, you're supposed to know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I was supposed to know this, but I didn't. I'm pretty good about these types of things, but I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. I call them and apologize? Nah, no, it's nah, not I'm that serious. I'm not doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what happened with that. Um, also, Terrence, this is a random question. Have you ever had like someone come over your house, like uh, not someone who you know, like someone installing cable or, or, or something random like that, and they like start like they plug their phone in to like charge it while they're like fixing something? Have you had that happen? Not without accent. Right? Is it not? Is that not yeah, one of the things? No. Like, you know, um, a few months ago, I had someone moving out of my apartment, and they had some movers come in, and there was like five, six people. Out of nowhere, I walk into the kitchen. There's just a phone plugged in. And I was like, this is, and I asked my roommate, I was like, is this yours? And she was like, oh, no. And it was like one of the movers. I was like, yeah, no. She, I pay for she, electricity here. Just to, just to clarify, she was taking stuff from a bedroom. She went into the kitchen, plugged her phone in, and just, yeah. And I said, I'm, we're paying for this electricity. Not that if oh, she yeah. asked, I would have said no, but it was like, you don't just, is that not just rude? Yeah, no, it's, it's completely rude. I mean, okay. besides the fact that like what you're doing right now is, coming out of my pocket yes 100%. Like, you know, forget the fact that it's only a couple of cents right it's still coming i'm still paying for it it's, it's coming out of my pocket <laughs> it's still literally money i'm spending right. besides the fact of that there's also the fact of like you're doing something that you didn't ask for permission for yeah. in someone else's home i don't know how people do that like do, i couldn't i would never do that if i went even if i went no. to your apartment terrence right now and we were hanging out, I would just go, is it cool? I would still ask you, even though I know you'd be like, yeah, of course. I would yeah. still be like, it's not my house. I'm not just going to plug my phone in. I need to go, hey, do you have, is it possible to charge my phone? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, that's the right way of doing things. Look, people's, I, I realize this. Yeah, I realize that manners and just kind of like the common respect thing is like, off right now it's, right? you know what it is it's how you were raised i'm telling you man me and you good parents they taught us these things other it's, people it's off right now like remember right now I, don't, I, I look i grew up in the hood i grew up in new york right i grew up in brooklyn i remember growing up and we would get on the train me and my friends after school and we'd be like rowdy and everything like that but if we saw an old lady 
a woman or, you know, anything like that, and somebody curse, one of us would hit the other person and be like, yo, watch your mouth. Right. There's a there's a woman right here, or she got her kids right here, or whatever it is. Just like, you know, you just so, yeah, somebody you. would check the other person just to be like, yo, like be respectful in front of this woman, in front of this lady. These kids nowadays are so reckless with not only reckless with the mouth, but there's no sense of respect for elders and who's around you and yeah. things like that. Like that is it's didn't lost. we didn't we talk about the show on the, on the show before? Like I don't really curse in front of my mom. You said the same thing. It's like it's a yeah, respect yeah. thing. It's like a respect I don't. Thing. Yeah, it's like I don't. Thing. She doesn't want to hear that. And so yeah, like it's not that everyone older than you you need to like show just on you know just wild respect, respect to you. But when someone's older, you try to be a little more respectful because they've Absolutely. just earned that by being like even that, if you don't and, know them, you're like, well, yeah, you know, come on, yeah. And but the see the thing is that like I said, like we had each other to kind of check each other right like if i curse by accident and i didn't know like like there's like an old lady girl. sitting behind me yeah somebody be like yo yeah yo, chill what you don't don't do that and it'll be mm-hmm. like yo what you talking about or whatever there's an old lady right behind you why are you cursing oh, my bad sorry you know you know like it we had that kind of like our we, line we, we need that back yeah, our lines that we just wouldn't cross, you know. You know, you know what that reminds me of, man. There was it's, this. It's not there no more. There was this not Gillette there. commercial. I know this is random. That it was a, kind of a big deal. Where they made this big commercial about how men need to do better, you know, like because they're slowly like the best they can get, and they were like, "Men need to do better." And there's that great quote from Terry Crews, who was in Congress, who goes, "He's like, men need to hold well, other men responsible." Oh, we're not just gonna gloss over that. Like, I ain't just hear that. You just said Terry Crews is in Congress. Yeah, he was like testifying on uh, this is right all when Me Too was going on. There's a bunch of stuff going on. But the, the whole point of the commercial was how like men, you need to hold your friend. These people were like, you can't let a guy just start hitting on a girl who's like clearly doesn't want it. You got to be like, bro, chill out. You know, don't let him go over and say some inappropriate shit. Like we have to police this shit because who else is going to do it? You know, like we need to hold our, and and though Terry Crews was, I believe the full story is that he had a producer, a man producer, like uh, like touch him in a weird way like that. Like who was like, oh, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, he I there was a so. yeah, and there's a part where he was testifying in court, and that was the line I always really loved. He was like, Men need to hold other men responsible. And that was what the commercial was about. And it's the same thing, right? Like you gotta hold your friends responsible. Like not that you're in charge of them, but if you're out, they're doing something stupid, you gotta be the one to be like, bro, like stop like the other day i think i told you i was out with some friends from school for like the first time ever and this one dude is going through something he was just hitting on every possible woman he could he could do it and there was this bartender who we were alone at the upstairs bar and he was like hitting on her and she was That's like why i try not to hang out with some cool guys yeah he's after that i was like mm, i keep an eye on this guy <laughs> yo some um, guys are savages man <laughs> like but that was the thing like he kept on like going really hard on this chick like really trying and at one point i was because I, I walked away i was playing pool with the other guy i walked over and he was still going and literally she goes can you just like chill out and at that point even though i was pretty drunk i was like all right bro come on and he's like what i was like no i just come over here and i walked away we walked away together and i was like bro you gotta chill like she's not into it you know like just know when to back off like she literally just said you know, like just stop. And then he was like, yeah, no, whatever. And I was like, yeah, like you gotta, gotta throw that into your friend. You gotta like be in their ear and be like, all right, bro, like stop, you know? So yeah, those but, lines, I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff exists with the new generation. Man. I'm telling you about a lot of this stuff is parenting. I think we have so many people becoming unwilling parents or being forced well, into it because of apparently everyone needs to become a parent. Young, 
as parents right now like yeah. there's a lot I, of I young parents out i don't there. i don't have the data but i feel like there's more people being stupid and having kids early or there's this mindset we talked about this of you have to be a parent even though a lot of people are like well i don't know if i want to like no no, no. when you have kids you'll love them it's like well what if they don't and i think there's a lot of people growing up with really bad parents or absent parents and so as a result like you're not no one's being raised properly i don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. me and you i think we had that, which is why, regardless of that, I grew up in a shitbag place like Florida, and you grew up in a freaking the hood in Brooklyn. We both were raised properly. We have yeah. these ideas in our heads because we have good parents. Three sixty three Dumont Avenue, Brownsville, Brooklyn. That's the address. Three sixty three Dumont Avenue. That was the that was the building. Just giving that out, huh? If you, yeah, yeah. I don't live there no more. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that place. Um, nobody, nobody had those live there anymore. Well, but good. you that's know that that's that's where I grew up. If you Google Brownsville, Brooklyn, like you're gonna see it's not listen, nice Mike, Mike Tyson was from Brownsville, Brooklyn. And if you know Mike, convicted you, rapist, right? If you know Mike Tyson's story, you know he didn't grow yeah. up in a, in a good. He's place. done a like, lot of bad. I mean, he's done a lot of fucking between the drugs like, and the rape and the just beating. That's why I raised. That's, that's why I was raised, and then it didn't get no better. I moved to Canarsie, Brooklyn. Which Much literally better. was just like a, not even that far apart. Like, so it ain't get no better. Like, so, you know, where I grew up, I saw a lot of things. Like, it was the environment was just different, right? Like, it's just, right. you, you see what you see, you know? And we talked about this before. It's just like, it doesn't matter where you grow up. It does matter, though, like what you're kind of like absorbing in your household and your parents and your such things like that. Like, that's people, what people really don't... helps. People really don't pay like no one talks about that. No one wants to be like there are bad parents. No one wants to say that. But oh no no no, no. that's a conversation. Or how many you, times you have you seen right a parent now. they just don't give you a shit? They right just now, Joe, they, you cooking. They throw an iPad at the kid. I'm like that's fine. And so, but are you like, are you talking to him? Are you like, because nothing wrong with having your kid an iPad or something. But are you like talking to him and showing him right mm-hmm. from wrong, or is he just his head's always on a screen and he's not even looking at yeah. the world around him? Observing like, these moments. Yeah, like like my my parents both taught me right from wrong, but my mom was much more of a talker, whereas my dad was much more of like a shower. Like my dad was the kind of guy that if we went to the grocery store, he would bag everything, even if there's someone bagging, he'd jump in to help. He was not okay with just sitting there, and he was always polite. He always had the dad jokes before dad jokes were cool. He'd always talk, you know, how he always very polite. That that really shaped me growing up and seeing my dad do that day in mm-hmm. day out. He was never right. rude to anyone. I mean, if someone's rude to him, maybe, but I don't have any memories of that but you know people he was always just really nice hey how are you doing oh and he would make us some dumb joke and he was just being nice like that stuff has an influence on you if, if i was just staring at a fucking ipad on online i would have missed all that so look i had a moment with my kid you know where he was just kind of in his phone and not paying attention um where we were crossing it wasn't a street it's just like you know like the drive-through on the sidewalk so you kind of like gotta walk through like that drive-through part you know where like cars are coming out you know what i mean like so but he was just like not observant right so Mm -hmm. there was a car coming right and he was like maybe two steps behind me probably two steps behind me and i saw the car come in and i looked back and i saw him and i saw him freeze he looked, he saw the car was coming, and he froze. I grabbed him, right, pulled him up, and I said, like, hey, look. I, and I, at first, my tone was loud. I was like, what are you doing? Like, one, you're not looking at what's going on. Two, never freeze. 
make a decision right. forward or backward doesn't doesn't matter do something i was like if you freeze if you 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 got caught i said you got caught in that moment right you were scared he was like yeah i was scared i was like it's okay to be scared but you still gotta make a move you have to decide whether you're gonna go forward or back never stand still Okay. And later on, I thought about that. I was like, oh, that was a moment for him. That, yeah, that, that was a moment for him. I didn't even I realize that. that that's what I was doing. But people don't understand as well. Like, that's a part of parenting. Too. Yeah, that's most parenting. You're not going to like realize you're making a, right. a huge that's thing. A you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Some parents will just yell at the kid. Oh, what are you doing? Don't do that. That's Which is stupid. better than not what being you, there at all. What, what, it was, it was <sighs> at least like, they know. Yeah, but it was like it's like I look at it and it's like my job is to not just criticize my kid and judge every decision they make and everything like that, but more so give my experience and my observation of what I've experienced and tell them, hey, look, this is what I think you should do. You're gonna do what you want to do regardless, right? When after after we grow up, our parents already the lessons that they've already instilled in us are there. Whether yeah. we decide to abide by those lessons is completely up to us, right? Like, once we turn certain age, it's like, you know, they wash their hands of us. It's, it's already, you know, it, it's already what it is. Now, there are a few of us that still take some of those lessons that they instilled in us and kind of make it our own. Like, we, it's like, all right, well, like you said, like, your dad, like, he, he you know, made a few jokes, was pretty much always polite or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't call you the most polite person, but I would say yeah. you are definitely pretty respectful to people. I'm a really polite uh, person, just not if someone is not polite to me. That's the thing. I'm extremely polite otherwise. Yeah. But like I said, respectful. Like, I I, I would say, like, if anybody asked me about it, I'm super respectful to like he's, but that's, that's the it. thing is man like with me like if i'm talking to strangers like i'm talking to you know a cashier or somewhere like that i'm either fine where maybe i don't say much or I, I am very polite it's i'm not polite when people are rude to me first if you're rude to me then i'm gonna be really rude to you i'm re i'm great at that, that people don't understand their tone too i've experienced right. that i'm like, bad at that too this day your tone yeah i think i sound sometimes a lot of times I'll say something, I think it's fine. And people are like later on, someone will be like, well, it's kind of the way you said it. And I was like, was it? I thought it was fine. No, people's tone. I'm, I'm starting to realize that a lot of people's tone is wrong. Like this lady, this, I don't know who it is, but apparently she lives in my building, but I had a package today. And like, uh, if you hit my intercom, I'm able to, it rings to my phone and I'm able to see who it is like a video intercom thing. Right. right. So it's yeah. part of the building or something you have like for yourself. No, no it's part. It's part of the building. They tell you to like, download this app and everything. That's pretty cool. No, it's it's really dope because I can see exactly who like come yeah, in. I wish I had that. Delivering packages and stuff like that. It's really dope. But uh, so I get a thing on my phone and I open it, and this lady's just like, "You got in package," but like with a real attitude, as if like she had to do this. <laughs> and I was like. Okay, and as I'm I'm going downstairs to get the package, I'm in my head. I'm like, why was she so nasty when she said that? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe she didn't realize she's being rude because what she did was actually a nice thing. Because remember, I said it on the show. Like, there's been theft 
um oh yeah we find out that already right exactly so what she was doing was a nice gesture like mm-hmm. by letting me know like hey you got a package downstairs so she was like, like you got a package downstairs yeah it was just, she did it at, but like and she had <laughs> it in funny. the camera like waving it too so you like, looked at and were like what yeah because i answered the thing i'm like hello she was like you got a package downstairs what i at and i'm like what i didn't ask you to do that I bitch i'll like, get it when i'm ready <laughs> yeah like i didn't i didn't ask are you ups you like you're not you realized you know what i mean like this is not your job why are you having attitude she was just like i don't want it stolen about Uh this but again it was the tone because had she you know did that just been like hey you got a package downstairs you know you might want to come get it you know because everything has been going on i'm like you know what appreciate you thank you so much that's why dude a a lot of times with me a lot of times with me i I will over explain something because I think my tone is off. Like I would have, if I were me, I would have gone, oh, hey, listen, so your package is down here. I'm just letting you know because otherwise I don't want to get stolen. Like I know that my tone often gets me in trouble. So I just explain exactly what I'm doing. So there's no confusion. <laughs> yeah, you might be onto something with that. That's you what I, 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 as you said that, I realize I do that now. Like I, I yeah, will yeah. directly say what I'm doing. So even if it sounds rude, they're like, oh, you, that's why he's doing it. <laughs> you, know, like, you might, you might be onto something, bro, because the, the tone of, how what somebody's saying is really what sets the message bro dude like, there's this comedian on netflix thing. ronnie chang thing. have you heard of this guy ronnie chang right no i haven't watch this dude on netflix he has only one special um he's f- fucking brilliant it's basically my life if i was funny he talks about the tone all the time he's like people think i'm angry don't listen to what, how it sounds listen to the words i'm cutting out of my mouth <laughs> You know, it's like you know like his whole thing it's a brilliant stand-up special um yeah it's it's, it's unfortunate man with tone like i i don't know why i struggle with it so much but it's it's something that every job i've ever had i've had to deal with this so i gotta work on that i'm trying to work on it it's tone man tone sets the part i think it's like what they said like t- like 20 of what you say is about tone talking about you know, 80 yeah. body language something like that well in therapy they teach you that you know how you respond or how you start a conversation will dictate how the conversation goes right so the tone you kind of give the good news is i'm kind of always thinking about these things when i talk now especially like to or anyone really i i have to be because if i'm not paying attention either that'll happen or i'll talk too fast as listeners of this show i'm sure realize by now i have (laughs) to pay attention at everything i say or i'm just going to be rude and too fast so terrence we just passed Christmas, of course. I know there's a hard turn here, but do you have any Christmas movies you like watch every year or try to watch or like you'd like to watch? Uh, movies? No, absolutely not. Nothing. Uh, no, no, no. no. Basketball, uh, though. Me, well, my basketball, dad, and my brother, yes. I always watch. Watch, watch all least. the games. That's the thing. I, I, I don't want to watch like five straight games a little much. I will always watch. Obviously, Nets are playing. And I'll always throw on at least one or two games, but. I, I try to put on Die Hard. That's one of my go-tos. Um, no. Best Christmas movie ever. Um, I will usually throw on Claws, which came out like a couple years ago on Netflix. Claws? It's Claws. It's, it's on Netflix. It's an animated one. It's very good. Watch it with your, your kids. Claws, you said? With a K, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right. It's, it's, it, I think it's based off of like... It's based off of some other culture's version of Santa, which is basically the exact same thing, but basically like the movie's about like this guy who gets sent to whatever random like 
unknown area like no one's around and um he basically become him and this this other guy who looks like santa become like santa essentially it's a very sweet and well-made film it's like one of my favorites it came out only it's a couple netflix. years ago netflix yeah it's a netflix original so it's okay. gonna be on there forever um so i like those i like um home alone dude on the plane to florida home alone is one of the free movies there's a ton of free movies but one of them was home alone rewatched that shit guess what it still holds up um you know they're remaking it right you saw are they, that are they remake you mean the one that already the uh the one they just came out on disney plus i think so right? it was yeah. it's called like home alone for the holidays or something like that i think right yeah it's not a remake. It's just like another. They made like seven of those films at this point. Can what it, that that brings me to something. I'm gonna let you finish your point, but it definitely brings me to something that uh, I kind of had a thought about over the past couple of days. So the only uh, what I was gonna say is that um, so I watched Home Alone the way to Florida. It's brilliant. It still holds up. And on the way back, I watched Home Alone two, which is not as good having rewatched them both, but still very funny. Um, but what does that bring up? You just want people to stop remaking movies and sequels and all this shit. Um. Yeah, man. Like I watched I the agree. um, I watched the new Matrix. <clears throat> How was that? Heard it was all right. And I'm glad I didn't spend money going to the movie theaters <laughs> yeah, to not, watch this. Because it, I don't. What is wrong with these studios, Joe? I'm, I'm losing my voice a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> what is um? What is wrong with these studios? I why why. Like I, we talked about this, the people understand studio execs, people who decide on virtually all these movies. Joe, are the most you boring another, people. Did you ask for another Matrix, Joe? Just listen, Were you people, one of those people to ask for another Matrix? Terrence, just listen. The people who make these movies, who decide, who, who literally hold the cards, not the directors, the producers, the studio execs, they are the most boring people of all time. They are accountants. All they want to do, Terrence, is make the exact same movie every single time. They want to make every sequel once a year, every year if they can. Yo, the only reason watched- they don't is because they have people who try to stop them from doing like that. People who actually are creative. But they, Terrence, they'll make 50 more Matrix movies if they made money. They Yo, don't give a shit. I watched I watched this new Matrix, Matrix Resolutions. Right? By the way, that, on, before you say that, that is not speculation. I know people who've worked there and I know people who've worked with studios. This is That's really how facts. they are. Yeah, these, these are, are facts. facts. These are not like, oh, I'm just speculating. This, that's how those people are. So anyway. These are facts. But I watched I watched, um, Matrix Resurrections with Corey, right? Who, by the way... Noah Lawrence Fishburne, by the way. What is that about? Who, hold on, hold on. <laughs> who, by the way, halfway through this movie told me that she didn't see two and three. So that's I'm fine. looking at her. I, I'm looking at her crazy. Like, how do you not at least see two and three before we watch this one? I haven't seen Revolution since I saw it in theaters in 2003. But, it's the only time I've seen it. it. But yeah, well, at least it. you saw it, right? Yeah, so she weird. hasn't seen two and three. So she's watching this movie with me. Watch the movie, and like 75 percent through the through the show through the through the movie, I'm realizing how much we're commenting on the where, like the 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 clothing the costumes the style and everything right. like that and i'm like holy shit this is a fucking fashion show well for it, you guys it was no joe it was boring it, oh well yeah the matrix and the matrix and you'll watch it i know you'll watch it just to kind of see it yeah eventually maybe and and it'll come back to what i'm saying right now because it was kind of the same thing what i said about richard 
right? The Matrix is a Matrix version of Inception. And I'm going to leave it there without okay. spoiling it or anything okay. like that. But Inception, you, you, we've seen Inception. We, knows what ha- we know what happened in Inception and everything like that. Brilliant film. This new Matrix is just the Matrix version. And it kills me because in the first one, you guys already explained to us what the Matrix was. We we know what it is already. Fucking no, it's already we, done in the first we, one. You told us in the first one, read a blue pill. I don't understand. The blue why, pill is the one that puts you in the Matrix, or the, why blue, are we the blue pill is one that wakes you up. Which is it? Um, the one that wakes you up is the is, uh, red pill. I honestly can't remember. It's the, I, I think it's, the no, I think it's, it's a red I own that one. Red pill wakes you up. Red pill wakes you. So wait, the red the red pill keeps you in Wonderland, but the blue pill. No, no, no. Red pill wakes you. You know, Terrence, up. Look, look, Google YouTube this right now. Let's let's get to that bottom. Let's look up the Matrix pill. I bet we'll find it. Pretty sure it's the red pill. So you think the red pill, the red pill, is, unless you see the real world, you're saying. Right, right. Hold on okay. one second. I think it's the other way around. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. Red is the one that wakes you up. What do you mean by waking up? Because he says you take know the, what the matrix is. Because he says take the take blue the pill, pill, you wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. They take exactly. the red pill, you you stay and in you, I'll show you how far the rabbit hole rabbit goes. Rabbit hole goes, yeah. So red is the one that wakes you up, yeah. Red is the one that makes you see the real world, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but back to side the note, by the way, point. But so, not Morgan Freeman, North Fishburne. But the, the thing Fishburne. about you get your you get black eyes confused too, crazy. Um, <laughs> but you. Um, I did a, a report. Who's that black guy? <laughs> I did a report uh, last spring for my English class. Um, and one of the things was we did Alice in Wonderland and I had to like make connections and I used the original Matrix as one of the connections and how, you know, they mentioned the rabbit and the rabbit hole and all that stuff, like follow the white rabbit and how there's parallels between those two stories. Like, she, you know, he literally goes in a whole new place and and in this crazy world that makes no sense and he has to learn all of it and i got i got a hundred on that Terrence. so there you go it pays no movies um but really quick and i'm this is a slight spoiler alert but i got this has to be said are you sure do i want to hear this you're not gonna care (laughs) um morgan free lawrence fishburne is not wesley snipes (laughs) (laughs) Lawrence Fishburne is not in this movie, right? What if, you, a, what if you've a seen missed opportunity, if you've seen, um, I think it's part three. They allude to him dying, right? Does they never, it? I thought it, he it, he's like the only one who makes that alive. It never confirms it, right? It never it never really confirms whether. I mean, he, I love that Lawrence Fishburne's in the fucking John Wick movies, but he can't come back for the Matrix. Right, but uh, here's the thing: there's a new Morpheus, and if you've seen the trailer and everything, yeah, you realize. You realize there's a new Morpheus. But what I don't like about this shit is that the new Morpheus is just mimicking the old Morpheus. Of course. 
no, 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 Joe. No, no. The new Morpheus literally is watching video on the old, like they show it, Joe. They show him watching video really? on the old Morpheus and just basically trying to be him. And then they kind of loosen it up. But they made Morpheus a fucking joke in this movie. Oh, God. I, see, made, I don't really want to watch this now. You bro, guys make bro, it bro, they made Morpheus a joke. I was pissed. I was pissed when I saw this. I'm like, what it is? What what the fuck is this? What are you doing? Why? I mean, look, you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it just to watch it, right? Because you got to see the, the, the latest Matrix. Like, you know. But yeah, we'll see. the way the way they do it is just like, and then it's not um obviously it's not the Wachowski brothers anymore. Uh, well, just both the Wachowskis them, now. They're right. Will both of them do the change or no? Yeah, both of them are. are both of them transition. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like it's um. But but only only Lana made this. Yeah, movie. only right exactly. Yeah. So only uh, one of the siblings participated in this new venture, and it's just like you can't. Yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep doing this and feeding us. Grab. Yeah, I can't keep feeding us this the, stuff. But, the, and, but do you know what it is? It's number one. Like these movie studios, again, they'll, of course, they make a sequel. Why wouldn't they? But like but with, Joe, with the Wachowskis, the Wachowskis have done fuck all since The Matrix. All their movies who, have been weak. What, which, which director, you know, which which director was upset about the whole straight to streaming? A lot of uh, ones, but Nolan Chris Nolan, Nolan, Nolan was the one outspoken. Yeah, he left Warner Brothers thing. for that, man. They here's the thing, him. Chris. Chris, you were right. All right. And here's the thing. Warner did this because they knew these were crap. Okay. Think about the things that were released. Yeah, most of them were pretty weak films. Exactly. Right? Think about the movies that were released. Like, we got straight. shit films. Fuck it. You guys had the uh, Richard, which was. Richard eh. was maybe the best one. Richard was probably the best one. Because like Mortal Kombat, like who gives you a shit. You had the Snyder Cut. Godzilla versus Godzilla. King Kong. Motor combat, like you said. Remember that yeah. shitty Denzel Washington, uh, the little things. Was that the, name the of little it? things? Fuck that movie. Yeah, and then you now you got this. So it's like Chris, uh, you, you, oh, had you, enough, had, you had that great Clint Eastwood film. Chris, you had nothing to be upset with about. Okay, Warner did this on purpose. They realized that these movies were gonna do trash in the well, theater. No, but you know what it is? Most directors were pissed because they they want their movies are made for the for the big I, I, I get it you know and no no one left that a principle because he was Completely like you get it to be fair the matrix is making no money and and here's the thing about these films is they make most films obviously make less money as time goes on but the all the but ones that are released Joe, by warner Bros. are making less about, and less super bro, quick because no one you just go think see about, and think screen. about what you just said the matrix is making no money when have you ever said that well think, listen think about that the matrix well, listen, is making the, obviously it's competing against spider-man but, but the reviews also weren't amazing. I think a lot of people look at it like I do. I'm like, trash. you don't have Lawrence Fishburne. You only have one of the directors. Trash. Like it's, it seems like a cash grab. It's trash. You know I what we know needed? these new fucking people they put in here and everything You know like what that. we needed instead of a Matrix Resurrections? We need Speed 3. That's what we need. Terrence. Bring back Keanu, Sandra Bullock. She won an Oscar. I would, I would actually like speed. to see Speed. A yeah, the speed. fuck? We're bringing back all of Keanu's old actually, films. How is Speed not one of them? Speed, speed was speed great. Is, speed is actually a cool movie. I would yeah. Like speed. And that's one of those films that, like, you don't... The Matrix is, like, a sci-fi masterpiece. Like, that's one of those films that has a lot of weight. It's not just about being cool and action-y. It's just kind of really deep themes and things that really make you think about a lot Bro, of stuff. The ma- yeah, The Matrix is way too deep. 
and for speed is what it is you know which is an awesome action movie so yeah make another speed film i'd be I, mean, I cannot believe they haven't thought about that or you know i i've seen nothing on it which blows my mind you, you gotta it, they have to stop with this there's another uh oh they're remaking scream joe did you see this oh uh, yeah i've seen the trailer for it. they're remaking why why are you tearing scream they bro? want to make the same film every time if a movie has any sort of clout they will make it of course but more people are going to see scream than some random horror film so they put scream yo we saw how many screams came out three uh, well, no they made four they made a fourth one don't you remember if like eight nine years ago they made a fourth one that also no one watched i don't know why this one's going to get more attention but Scream 2022 film. I don't even care about the fucking 2022 version, but, but like look, look, Google Scream 4. They made Scream 4 in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, it doesn't 11. It wasn't even like it's 10 years ago, admittedly, but it wasn't like look, the same people are in it. There, this is what I mean. Why is this Scream 4, but then this new one just Scream? It's it's just another sequel. Yeah, but you can't keep doing this to they, us. Like, they can. And pe- and as long like, as people keep seeing them, they'll keep making them. Bro, did you see? Look at the Resident cool, Evil movies. Me like eight of those, and they just remade cool, it again. There's a cool um <laughs> doc on Netflix uh, about movies that made us right, and they were uh it came out during Halloween, and they were basically talking about like Scream and like why they made it, how they had to make it, and everything like that. Scream had almost no budget. It it was it had almost no budget. Most horror when, uh, films start is like when Wes Craven did it. So it was like they found the like cheap, Friday cheap 13th, costume Friday and everything 13th. like that. Friday the Thirteenth, um, uh, Halloween, uh, Saw, Paranormal Activity—all those films have like no budget, and they just almost hit no big, budget. And then they make and a billion sequels, and then it hit big, right? So it's just like, you know, when they did this, they did this out of. Here's the thing: when you create something, right, and you notice as a creator, I notice as a creator, once you put it out into the world, it's their opinion. It's no longer like what you create you could create it and say i want people to feel and think this and you put it out and people will say well i feel and think this and it's completely different from what you intended it for now again once you put it out it's the world's it doesn't belong to you anymore the thing about it is that there there's no strength in saying no i don't need this money i don't need you to redo this i don't there's no strength in holding on to the the essence and the purity of something. Yeah, I a respect lot of these guys. people don't care though, man. Like especially like, you know, no offense to these people, but like Courtney Cox and and, and what's the I'm talking name? about the directors and Nev producers, Campbell. bro. What I'm saying is all of them. No, it, unfortunately, none of them are do- like. What are they doing? What's Wes Craven? None of these people are doing anything major. So yeah, Wes like, Craven ain't doing shit. What's that? Is Courtney Cox? No. Nev Campbell? No. They're not doing anything. Like, unfortunately for yeah, them, Courtney Cox still living off of fucking friends yeah but she's but this but she's of course available because why the fuck what else is she doing so my, my point is like i don't think against these people but like they have nothing to hold them back why not they'll jump into another film and the studios will make dude the studios will make any sequel unless it, it let's say this one makes ten dollars they're not going to make another scream at least until they reboot it in three years but as i'm saying like that's how these things work like they just want to make this they literally want to make the same thing every single time if they can because mm-hmm. that's because they think it works um anyway we're getting to the end of the show here terrence um terrence next week it was our big anniversary show we're excited i think we could say right we're excited about this yeah absolutely absolutely people will see what we have in store um good make sure you tune in next week 
you would like to email us, if you have some ideas or something, if you want for our, our anniversary show for the end of season one, you can email us, need I say more pod at Gmail and follow us on Instagram and Twitter for some fun little bits on there, little clips we clip out. Um, need I say more pod at need I say more pods. So. For sure. Um, we always, of course, end every show with a hypothetical, Terrence. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot. Um, Terrence, let's say a friend comes to you, someone you know fairly well, not me, but like a, a decent enough friend. They come to you and they give you an envelope and it's sealed. And they say, I want you to hold this in case something happens to me. And that's all they yeah. want to say. And they're like, all right, I'm leaving. Are you going to go, whoa, 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 what? You know, like, what do you do with that? Do you think like they're about to do some crazy shit? They think something happened? I mean, they just um, hand you an envelope. It's not like the will. They're just like, here's an envelope. Don't open it. Yeah, no, nah, there's, there's two sides to that, right? The first thought is going to be, um, okay, I got you. No doubt. Second thought is going to be, you good? But uh, you like, you good? If they're like, like well, I got to I gotta take care of something. All right, cool. Do you, right. do you just, you don't worry about them. They're not going to go, well, should I be worried? They might be trying to, you know. Some crazy nah, shit. I mean, if you if you hand me an envelope, it's like it hold us down just in case anything happened to me or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. I got you. Like, mm-hmm. you my boy. I got you. But like, are you good though? Like, you tell me like, yo, yeah, I just got handled something. I'm gonna take that as if like, all right, cool. It's something probably I don't need to know about right now. So I must keep it wherever you kept it. Which I'm surprised is, you wouldn't be more worried, like, because normally when that happens in like a movie, it means like they're about to go like on a almost not a suicide mission, but they're about to yeah, really that's, like that's movie, that's movies. I'm, but I'm, in real life, if that happened, are you like? It's I would I would though go be like, are they about to do some crack? I don't know, like, are they about to go rob a bank? Are they about to like try to you know like what if they're about to do some crazy shit? Well, if you rob a bank, you, you give me the envelope after the bank. Don't give me the envelope uh, before you go to the bank. What, okay, what happened? But how do you know they're not gonna like next thing you know you see the news? The friend gave the envelope. They're dead. They fucking pulled a gun on the bank and took out several hostages and they got shot in the dead. Yeah. Are you going to go, sucks. damn, I maybe should ask them. Maybe we could have pontificated and asked them some questions about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't say much, huh? No, you really stay out of people's business. You could be preventing, you're saving lives, preventing crimes. And you're no, I like, say, yeah, I, yeah, I stay out of people's business all the way, all day. I mean, it's a friend who's coming to you. Maybe this is their like way of, they want you to ask them and they're like, fuck, give this to them, I'll ask. Bro. I'm on my business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, one of these days, someone's gonna, someone's gonna do that. Turns out there's like a human finger in it, and you Yo, get arrested in for case being a cop. You haven't realized the theme of me is just like I mind my business. All right. It's good to know you don't have my back. I'll probably that's die. The name of this episode is, right now. Minding his business because name of this episode is I mind my business. Jeffy gets shot and murdered because Terrence is minding his business. That's it. Like, Great. It's like Thanks, bud. If Joe, listen, if Joe gets shot and murdered, right? Yeah, it's probably because I minded my business. Now, <laughs> no worries, I, you're fine. Now, could I have had an effect on that? This is quite possible. This is this is this is definitely like you know a glitch in a matrix that could have happened. But again, I mind my business so much that. <laughs> That I just kind of like damn, like I'll be hurt. L- listen, don't get don't get it twisted. I'll be hurt. I'll be hurt. I'd be I'd I'd probably be crying. If if you somebody called me today and was like, yo, you know, Joe, he not here no more. I yeah, I cry, man. That's my boy. What are you talking about? Oh, of wait, course. he gave me that he gave me that envelope last week. Of Shit. course. All right. 
He opened the envelope, now, and I was like, Terrence, why didn't you stop me? All I wanted now, you to do is now I open the envelope, and there's like a 17-page letter, you know, that just says, <laughs> you know, everything you was going through. And, and you could have like, saved me. And it's like, fuck, like, damn. And that was sit with me. That was sit with me. But do you know what would be in the back of my mind? Damn, I was just trying to mind my business. I was just, I was, I was just trying to see. You can't let the fact that you mind your business affect you. But this is like when we talked about the uh, if you find if you find a note in the house and it's like, oh, you know, I murdered my family. You're like, oh, I'm moving. You're not minding your business though. You're not going. Well, it's not none of my business. What he's what happened to him. I'm, I'm no, no, no I am house. minding my business because You're I'm moving. leaving. I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. That's me minding my business. I'm leaving. Oh, this is the information I got. You know what? Let me mind my business and not be in it. Oh, this is somewhere else. Not yeah, yeah. Let me, I don't want to be in this bullshit. I don't want to mind my business, business in this house. I'm minding my business. Oh, uh, shit. All right, Terrence, give me, give me one. Um, just mind your business. Don't just mind your business. Just mind. I don't even know who that came from. I forgot. It's from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's for, his first Fresh, episode. Fresh, he teaches, well, well. He teaches what's well. her name? Um, With the bully. Ashley. the girl's name? Ashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, not doing that though. <laughs> All right, Terrence, but that I think it wraps it up for me. You got anything else? No, um, I appreciate everybody uh, that continues to listen to us, internationally known, locally respected. Uh, we love and appreciate you guys continuously, and please grow and prosper in this new year. And the key word there being grow, okay? Because we understand that you could have been anywhere in the world but you decided to mind your business with us and we appreciate that need i say more